WA's Novated Leasing Specialist can save you thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au Right around Western Australia on SEN. It's Scotty and Goss for breakfast with Scott Cummings and Tim Gossage. Four past six on a stunning day. Going to be 36 degrees out of 37 tomorrow. We're in the Toolkit Depot studio for the next two hours. Thanks to the whole team at Fleet Network, WA's Novated Car Leasing Specialists. And you can get in touch with us all morning on 13 12 55. The phones are up and running or you can text 0487 736 736. Scotty Cummings is here. Hello, mate. Uh, hello, everybody. Beautiful morning, isn't it? A beautiful day. Be windy. Windy. That's the big easterly coming through. That's why it's yeah. going to be so hot today. And, Scotty, I've got a bit of an issue. Uh-oh. I'm playing golf. I ain't playing golf a long time. Where are you playing? I'm, I'm playing, playing at Royal Perth for the uh, Team Challenge Day. Oh, that's today? Yes. Yeah, I'm playing at Seaview. <laughs> wow. Not, not Royal Perth, but let me tell you. Wow, look out if you're driving along the past Cottesloe. <laughs> it just blowing a breeze there. Oh, that no, no, easterly too. Could really push that little... Fade of mine, <laughs> right onto someone enjoying themselves on the sand. Many a person's been, uh, cars been hit. Yeah, on, on Marine Parade, wherever it's yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no doubt about it. And it's the golfer's responsibility too, which is the alarming. Thing. Hey, yesterday was huge, wasn't it? Huge, massive, what a huge day. show. What a huge show! It really, show. really was, and uh, uh, great feedback from everyone I spoke to yesterday uh, regarding most of uh, the interviews, especially Danny Ladley. So yeah. uh, it was. Um, Terrific. Damien Oliver was great as well. Ah, oh, we, the goat. Uh, cameo from Peter Bell. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's back today. He's going back part two. Don Pike oh, will join us. You threw him with the first question. Yeah, he hung up. Yeah. Oh, there's no doubt. He said, I'm not putting up with that garbage. <laughs> hung up. And then Chris, Did you get pushed sideways? Special cage had to talk him off the ledge all day yesterday. I said, just come back on. I should probably have done this one on my own. Don Pike will join us, the new CEO of the West Coast Eagles, and Christian Doolittle, the doctor from the Perth Wildcats, oh. are in action tomorrow night. Dan, if you're going to the Wildcats game. Has... What is that? It's the Dr. Doolittle, I think. Anyway. <laughs> Didn't you get him talking to Yeah, animal, no, just, just that something. Talk to the like horror movie. Yeah, it sounded like it was in the toilet. <laughs> yeah, so I thought that you were talking about the Wildcats season. Yeah, Poot, <laughs> Dr. Poodle. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> How's that? Oh, no, I've had off the, off the cuff there. Yeah. Good. On the run, I like it. Tomorrow night's game against Adelaide, which is crucial for so many reasons. Oh, yeah. Five o'clock tip-off. It's on a Saturday night. Fantastic, eh? Yeah, brilliant. It's Don't brilliant for me because I can get to the no. other gig that I've got to go to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's good that you're back in the chair anyway, calling the games again. Yeah. Wow. I've got to get there. End your little sabbatical. And <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon? You're 50-50 to make it? You know, or is it... Yeah, yeah. If something pops up, I'll be I'll be unavailable. <laughs> Serious cashy. I must admit, I did get some heat put on me by the uh, the owner. Yeah, the ownership group. Yeah, well, fair enough too. You're the voice of the Wildcats on SEN. <laughs> do your job, mate. It's not so like you do go. much else. Yeah, just so. get it done. Now, Scotty, I want to run this past you. Um, can we play the theme to the lotto? It was last night, forty million dollars. Thank you. up this morning, Scott, to an email, and it's a genuine email. I know a lot of people think you get the stuff from uh, Kenya and all that sort of stuff. Oh, you, which you got recently. Didn't that lady when I yeah. dropped three and a half? Yeah, three, three and a half mil. <laughs> That's beautiful. Anyway, today I woke up this morning and I saw, I checked my emails as I do, from Lottery West. Oh, and the whoa, headline whoa, whoa. says... Hello. I know. 
Congratulations, you're a winner. I think you're playing this down a little bit. I know. Get an email. <laughs> yeah, I know. million pounds. I know, Scott. Keep going. Congratulations, you're a winner. Yes. I just left well, it. I, I just left it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You're a winner. And then it goes on to say, not not money wise, but just in life, we just thought we'd give a positive affirmation overnight. And the email says, hi, Timothy, congratulations, you're a winner. We're excited to let you know yes. that you've won yes. on a recent entry purchase using your Lottery West membership. Yes. Go. So, yeah, so is this our last show? I was reluctant yes. to open the link just because, just because. Why? Well, because I can go back to my... So I went back to my account. You're far too calm. What's going on? I know. So just so everyone knows, so we had the power pick in the draw last night. Let's go! My tickets. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Log in there using 2765. Oh, hello. Winner, 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 winner. Woohoo! And if you think that it's $10... How many... No. You're wrong. How many... You wouldn't want to pump it up if it's $10. How many were in our syndicate? A number. Yeah, 20? Yeah, quite a few. Is it two each? <laughs> well, listen to this. Congratulations. $74.10. Oh, you reptile. Fair thinking. You get me all pumped up. $74.10. Don't send me an email. Do not. Lottery West, are you listening? That is not cool. Lottery West. That is not cool. And the nuffy who sends out emails. <laughs> Don't send me an email. For the very first time, it's the very first time I've ever received an email using the app yeah. when winning. $74. Do not send me an email say, congratulations, you've won, when the amount that I've won is less than the outlay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I know. So we've won 2 bucks eighty. Well, oh. no, we didn't win anything because it's got to be more than 1000 That goes to the charity. Yeah. The Tim oh. Gossage Benevolent Fund. On the Ronnie Mac. Let me oh, just say... 70, that's not cool. They wouldn't, why wouldn't they, instead of, like, because that could cause a heart attack. I did. <laughs> did you wake up the house? I was on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> and and that, that surely someone at, at Lottery West needs to just to rejig their, their emailing systems and to say, congratulations, Division 5 winner. Thank you. Do that straight off the bat. Thank you, Scott. That's exactly the way I would have thought. Shaking. Shaking on the can. (laughs) Yeah, I was. And then I opened my email. (laughs) Scotty, I opened up the... Seriously, when you get an email that says, congratulations. Yeah. Oh, well... You've won. It's an email. It's not just a, you know, $74 you should be maybe an alert on your Lottery West app. (laughs) If that... Just check your balance. I was so disappointed. It's a hollow victory. That's well. Did it? Did anyone win it? No. Well, that's important. Yeah, that's <laughs> because you know we, we want to be happy for other people. <laughs> we don't. Tell me your jackpot. Okay. Okay. Let me just have a look. Let me have a look. Okay. That's it. Down there. That's it. Down there. Down there. Next. What's that? A Powerball. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next Powerball there. Yep. Thank you. Uh, mm, okay. Next to the Powerball there. Any chance? <laughs> no, I'm only one bloke. It's not that hard, but... I'm, I don't want to play a game. Hang on. Results. You'll end up donating $1,000 to yeah. your account. If it's, uh... No, two winners, 20 million bucks. Oh, I mean, that's terrific. I mean, that's, that's, well, good luck to them, and I hope they do great things with it.
Zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six. Hey, uh, you're uh, first off, straight off the bat here, Noddy. Moving back to Western Australia from Melbourne, uh, where would you two learned gentlemen choose to live out of Dunsborough or Busso? Oh, so <laughs> Greg, Greg the Cleaners just checked his lottery app and he's. I think he might be one of them. <laughs> he's, he's down tools. He's down tools. He's throwing the vacuum cleaner and he's off. And he's smiling, which yeah, is very oh, rare. Yeah, he doesn't normally smile. No, he's not a smiler. Ah, he's yeah. not a smiler. Uh, he's actually yep. officially one of the most grumpiest blokes I've met. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like him. He's just not vacuuming around your desk. I do. Well, my desk. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey where, would you, where would you live out of Dunsborough or Busso? Neither. What? Well, these your choices are Dunsborough oh, or Busso. Okay. Um, <laughs> why, would you, why would you pick neither? Neither or neither? Neither, neither, either, either. Yeah. Um, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you're asking me to make quick decisions. It's not normally my go. Oh, it's Friday. Get up. That's what confuses me. How? Like, I, just, I don't know what it, I don't know what it is. <laughs> what do you mean? Like it's, it's shaped in a strange way. I don't know where people live. Beautiful, beautiful coastal town. No, it's, it's not beautiful. No, it's not. It really is. It is not. So lot. many bloody. Cafes there. I don't know which one I have to go in. Don't know where they're. Oh, because oh, it's. A, it, oh, hey. what a problem! Hey, Scott, a, there's too many cafes, <laughs> and there's too much access to schools, and there's too much access to public amenities. Scott, I don't want any of that. You grumpy. No, I'm not. I look at Dunsborough and I go, it's sort of like got holiday written all over it, and then it sort of got town written all over it. I don't know exactly what it wants to be. And a lot of people rave about Dunsborough. Yeah, beautiful. I couldn't cop the kids coming down every year. I could not. I couldn't cop that <laughs> for extended periods. That though. would that would really grind my gears. Tourists really ruin it. Bustleton, if you're going to live in Busso, Busso's thriving. Busso's a beautiful. Place. No, yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not anti. I'm not anti either. I'm not just trying to get you're an airport. answer. You can get straight to Melbourne now. Margaret River. That's naughty, uh, <laughs> Margaret's. <laughs> I know it wasn't an option. It is now. Dave says. I got a yelling up. It's full. Dave says, I'm going to yelling up on the weekend. I oh, yeah. uh, Yep, just for one day. Yep, I'll see me oh, through. Don't worry about that. <laughs> one day out of what my own bed. Well, because the fam's going down there for a bit of a break. Uh, Bronny's working down that way for a few yeah. days. Yeah. And I, I've got to go via Williams because I've got to do uh, the listing. And I've got to, then I'll duck across to Collie, go to the Collie Trots, gotcha. and then I'll go down to <laughs> yelling up. So what what's happened is... Um, I'll get down there just for the one day. One night, one day down in Yelling Up, and will see me through. Have you got a Have you got a balcony to look at the ocean? A cottage, a cottage. Yeah, well, I realise that. Whereabouts? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yelling well, Up either, mate. You don't tell me where you, you where you live. I don't suppose you're going to tell me where you holiday. So <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Anyway, well, you know, I just sit on the. If you've got a little balcony or a deck, you just sit on the deck and look at the ocean and just be at peace with the world, Tim. Yeah, oh, cool. Hey, Dave says. Can we buy a carton of beer, at least have one beer each in celebration? Oh, it's not the worst way to spend it. Noddy says, looking forward to moving back to Margaret River. Thanks, Goss. <laughs> Whackity whack whack. <laughs> Morning, boys. Uh, okay, Scotty, get your right hand over to cover that left thumb on the shaft when you take it back. Be Make sure you're taking it outside. 
be careful. I'll read it all before you. It's, oh, it started off as a golf as a golf tutorial, and I haven't read it all, but I'm, I'm looking away from the screen. Cause it's from it's, Twinkles. Yeah, it's from Twinkles. So it's going to turn into a little double entendre. Yeah. Anyway. So, right hand over to so Scotty, I'm playing golf today. Back to what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm playing golf. <laughs> it's about me. I'm playing golf today, and I have not played since I walked off. As you know, I went to Kalgoorlie and hit six golf balls. That wasn't my job to play in the day. Remember, I was speaking yeah, to Cal? Took the right. clubs up, dusted them off, and they said it wasn't required. Caught out and caught in a shootout along the way. <laughs> yes. Caused all sorts of mayhem on the highway, you did. <laughs> I did. So I'm going today. I've no expectation except the fact is, you know, like being, being well known, people expect you to be good at all these things, right? <laughs> so... <laughs> So famous. <laughs> this is, again, a lesson in overcoming your fears, ladies and gents. It was only two days ago. I hate talking about myself. I'm not comfortable with it. Keep going. Keep going. This is this is an inspiration. You should. You know. Oh, I've got an idea. It's something you just come to mind. Yeah, it's a beauty. It's, you know, yeah, you know, we were saying, I think it was last year when we were saying that you were going to do special comments at the Wildcats as well. So you're calling the game and it's cotton to wax stuff for three. What do you think, Tim? Well, I thought that was a magnificent play <laughs> yes. and the outlet pass from uh, Bryce was sensational. Correct. I couldn't agree with you more, Tim. Correct. And then the other night you were um, MC and also keynote speaker. Correct. So you got to introduce yourself as a keynote speaker. Yep. You do inspirational stories on SEN, don't you? I do. Damien Martin this weekend. Have you... Have you, have you thought about maybe interviewing yourself on inspirational stories? Good concept. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's got... To, but it's only, it's only a 45-minute content. I need probably need part two. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just ask short, sharp questions and, and let yourself go and answer them. Because I just think it's an inspirational way you've overcome this <laughs> this phobia of talking about yourself. Oh, and this week on Inspirational Stories... It's me. Twinkles. Good morning, Tim. Good night, Tim. <laughs> yeah, well, I couldn't agree with you more on that one. Uh, Twinkles says, go Dunsborough and come to Perth for the holidays and leave us and rent your place out from families from the Golden Triangle. It's oh, a very good point oh, he makes. Yeah. I'm thinking of renting our place out, but we're going to stay there. <laughs> Comes fully furnished <laughs> and habited. We'll throw in a kid as well. We'll throw in Lola as well. Uh, Frosty says, good morning, boys. Disappointing. I was hoping for a slice of uh, winning Gosselotto yeah. pie to help pay for the speeding fine I received driving back from Perth last week. Oh, Frosty, settle down, son. Settle down. Uh, what's the, what's Denmark's not going anywhere. It's going to be there whether you're doing 110 well, 115. Yeah, and, and not only did you, you got away with just the speeding fine, Frost, you're lucky they didn't look in the boot of your car, that package that you were running back <laughs> yeah, down to Denmark. The bodies. <laughs> Lisa from Ellenbrook, morning, Scotty and Goss. And team, it doesn't matter how big or small a win is, Goss. Well, it does, Lisa. A win is a win. Mind you, Lisa, I've got to make up the thousand. I donated myself to play golf today. <laughs> <Yeah>. Still hurting. <laughs> Congrats to Don. Oh, and thank you, Lisa, for your donation. I was actually quite – I think there's half a dozen of our listeners have donated, which I'm so incredibly grateful oh, for. Brilliant. So I'll do you proud. Been really disappointed with um, some blokes who constantly text who haven't even made the slightest move, who have promised yep. and not delivered. Yeah. So you will never win another thing on this show. <laughs> and I'll make sure of it. No, seriously, no, that's Scott. Not, that's not but cool. you can't promise and not deliver. 
Oh, that the Harlem is... bloke. That Harlem bloke. No, he delivered. No, no, some bloke called Mark did, but oh, Harlem. Good point. I haven't seen anything from him. Yeah. Hey, but Trevor Nisbet has done a fantastic job for 25 years, agreed. Big shoes to fill, Lisa, we agree, but I think Don Pike is a great choice, and Don Pike will join us after 7 o'clock today. Mm. Uh, Scotty, you've got to have a dig. Who are you going to have a dig at right now if you can? Thanks. Before you dig, don't forget Lodge of Free Inquiry Online. Well, there's a couple. Like Eddie Jones, he's got got to sit – he's going to do a a, a review, basically, of – Rugby Australia on his way out the door. Why would you even bother listening to him? Well, weirdo. <laughs> he is weird. Yeah, Glenn Maxwell uh, falling off the back of a, a cart after already having one bizarre little accident, apparently chasing a friend in the backyard. Who does that at 40? <laughs> He's 30-odd or something. You don't play yeah. chasey. I don't believe that story's got holes all over it. But I'm going non-sports-related gossip. I'm going firebugs. A massive dig at firebugs. You deserve to be absolutely locked up, castrated, hands tied behind your back for eternity. Um, another fire yesterday around Jacob's Ladder. Uh, was, Did Jacob's Ladder uh, get burnt? Well, Is it made of wood? No. No, it's, no, it's serious. I'm being serious. I'm not concrete. joking. No, it's concrete. So it's, it's, it's gone, around. has it? No, 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 no. Oh, I was making out that Jacob's Ladder, an iconic... Landmark had gone up in smoke. Well, I'd be more worried about the apartments all around it. And well, the, my uh, and daughter's boyfriend live lives there. in an apartment literally, literally 20 metres from there and, yeah. and was at work and was watching it online thinking, oh, let's go to my joint. Massive dig at Firebugs. You, it's attempted yeah. murder, basically. Long deserved to have the keys thrown away. Yeah, good point. Don't dig blind. Search before you dig online every time. BYDA.com.au. Don't forget, Flight Centre's big red sale is on. Where are we going with our 74 bucks? With limited time offers on flights, cruises, holidays and tours, you book now to save big at Flight Centre because the big red sale is on now. We need that. Thank you, Flight Centre. A break. We'll be back. On this day, not too far away, a sports update. Tommy Hackett will join us with all the latest markets, of course. Uh, Also, we'll touch with Don Pike, catch up with Peter Bell and the doctor, the Doolittle Meister from the Perth Wildcats will be in the... on the phone. I was going to (laughs) say... He'll be in the lounge room (laughs) talking to us on the phone. 21 past six. Welcome back. 26 Six past six, send a cheerio to Damien Martin, of course, the run home with Paul Hazeby. If you haven't listened to it, that's join the club. Uh, between three, <laughs> three, so bad. three and five. That's not cool. They're good boys. So yeah, they are. It's a really good show. It's got great, it's got great content. Um, Jimmy Williams is amazing. Hayes should be on the show a lot more, you know. Now, <laughs> I was in the studio yesterday. Yeah, you can't help it, can you? Well, wait, Jimmy's so not going to be listening to us. You reckon Jimmy's out of bed now, the producer? So positive and then still whack. Damien was in the studio with me yesterday doing this. This is Inspiring Sports Stories with Tim Gossage on SEM. Thanks to Bower and O'Dell. So, which is on the back of what you said. Yeah, you should. Are you going to bump him this week and put yours in? No, I'm going to get his out the way. The reason why I want to get his out the way, because it sort of does stymie my two-part series on myself. <laughs> but Damien, I, Damien sat in that chair yesterday. I'm calling him Damien. Not, I'm not comfortable with that. He's not in trouble. Marto. Yeah, old Damo. Mato and Hayes, right? You can hear them between three and five. Mato and Hayes. Now, Damien sat in that chair yesterday, yeah. and I and with inspiring stories. You go, oh yeah, what's inspiring? His story is inspiring, and the the 
not just him, the way he spoke about his family, his yeah. four brothers and sisters, his mother and father, his dad whose commitment to move to country New South Wales, Gloucester, away from Melbourne when he's got a, got a gig and set up his uh, legal firm and all this sort of stuff. I love my dad. You love your dad. I think every listener loves their dad and mum the, the same. But to sit here and hear a high achiever in basketball, not quite reaching the same heights in media, but as a basketballer, <laughs> Damien. Whackity whack whack. He spoke so beautifully of his mum and dad, and he spoke to, of his dad, Ray. Now, it's not the Ray Martin. I mean, we can leave those jokes no, out. Let's call him Razor. Razor. What a beautiful your son, Razor. I want you to do yourself a favour, Razor. Listen to inspiring stories on the podcast and hear. And I'm sure Damien has spoken about his dad to his dad about how much he loves him and how much his dad did for him, which has allowed him to do what he's done: get to an Olympics, play you know six championships, six-time best defensive player, blue blah blue, and and done so much since in sport. I walked out feeling on cloud nine. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Ray Martin, I know who's in town, Ray and Mrs. Martin. I'll tell you what, Mrs. It'll, be, Ray. it'll be a, um, I wouldn't listen if I was Ray. It'd be, it'd just be in tears. Yeah. Yeah, it'd I think. Be in uh, tears, it'll ruin his day. I, I think, I think Ray's tough. He's sons. No, he's a, no secretly he's a, he's a crier. <laughs> <laughs> All the time, I've heard about it. Please do yourself a favour and have a listen. But Ray... He's got a great story, Damo, and because he's, such a, because he's such a great good, good bloke, he's always smiling, that sort of stuff, we just take that on. We just say, geez, he's a good bloke. But if you listen to actually what he's achieved in his story, it's mm. bloody impressive. It is. To be honest, probably That's overachieved, enough. considering yeah. sort of like... Well, we're he... short, probably, you know, a little bit... You know, say, would you say stocky or... I mean, he's, he's not plump, but... I thought uh, this prick's overweight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about this? Morning, Jack. And obviously Ray did a lot of stuff... For Damo. Driving. He obviously didn't, Drove the Tarago. He didn't spend much time outside shooting. Yeah. Yeah, really, did he? So, you know, where do you draw the line of the accolades? Yeah. And I think, anyway, that's enough now. Come on. Yeah. Anyway, Ray, if you're listening, <laughs> Mrs. Ray, welcome to Perth. I know you're in yeah. Perth. Uh, Jason. Perth. Yeah, and we love you, Damo. Jason. I mean, seriously, why do I have to put up with this type of stuff on the text line? 0487 what is it? We're going to the news next. Well, we always talk about the fact that you, you know, I dropped you off at your house once, but then I find out that it wasn't because I looked in the rear vision mirror and you walked the other way about 300 <laughs> metres. Happy That's Friday. Happy Friday's legend. Scott, uh, Tim's house is easy to find. It's the one with a 10-foot bronze statue of himself in the front. Have a great day, please. Real Greg Norman type areas that you have in your place, I reckon. Mm. You have a nice big bronze bust at the front of it. I just want to clarify and one a thing. see-through shower in the what? middle of the room. I need to clarify one thing, Jason. <laughs> it's not bronze. It's made of gold. <laughs> ah, brilliant stuff. It's always time to get a sports update on a Friday. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. And Chris Clefurnas is in the studio. Oh, good morning. AFL clubs have got their wish. They'll be able to pay senior coaches up to 20% of their salary outside the soft cap from next year. They've also lifted the cap on football department spending by $250,000, bringing the limit to $7.275 million. We'll ask Don Pike about that. He's the CEO of uh, West Coast and see how that's Jeez, going to be spent. He's had an impact Coast. already, hasn't he? Yeah. 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 Powerful man. CEOs have been screaming for that for a long time. And Pikey's an air in the chair. Comes in and says, I'm not doing it unless yeah. this gets done. Uh, Carlton has bolstered their forward stocks. Orazio Fantasia from uh, Port Adelaide and Essendon previously has joined the club. Mm. 
Where's he gone? Carlton. That's that's sort of up there with Oscar McDonald, to be honest. No. Mate, Rosie Fantasia can't get on the ground. Yeah, he's played... Um, Not many. Just 19 games uh, in? in three seasons. Yeah. I find your disdain towards recycled players. It's hard not to take it personally. <laughs> Scott Cummings going at number 14. The best ever by Hello, like Garazzi. He's 28 years old. He's played 99 games. He'll you watch him like Garazzi, do you? Yeah, he'll get his oh, body good. right. Oh, good. Okay. That's okay. I think it's because I interviewed him once. So I've just got a soft spot for him yeah. immediately. He's actually not a bad fella. On the field, though, he's, Jack Univan would be pretty keen for Garazzi Fantasia to come back. <laughs> Tom Papley not to be injured. <laughs> It'll be a three-way tie on who's most annoying. Cricket last night, it was ugly for Sri Lanka. India, oh. eight for 357 as they were sent in to bat by Sri Lanka. And then uh, Sri Lanka said, oh, you know what? No, we don't <laughs> That's want too bat. much. <laughs> we don't want a bat. <laughs> I don't think we're going to make that. Let's get out all out for 55. It was <laughs> ugly, ugly, ugly. Uh, five Sri Lankan batsmen recorded ducks. Lucky I didn't watch it then. Uh, well, you would have missed it even if you turned the TV on. <laughs> and Aaron Baines has returned from his NBL suspension oh, yeah. with a bang. He uh, hit up 12.7 rebounds as the Brisbane Bullets beat the <laughs> South East Melbourne Phoenix 108 to 92. So did Brisbane beat South East Melbourne? Yes, they did. What was the score? 108 to 92. So, oh, so Perth losing to Brisbane. Yeah. I know it was at home oh, and without Aaron Baines. But Perth losing to Brisbane. Yeah. And Brisbane have now gone on to beat South East Melbourne and Tassie. Yeah. Who are in the top four. Yeah. It's a tough comp. The competition's it is a tough impossible comp. to pick. It Good luck a... if you're tipping in it. When you say he was back with a bang. Yeah. <laughs> 12 points is a little bang. Seven rebounds. That's a little, little bang. Rush into Gemma's Warehouse for Christmas fragrance yeah. sale. Get big brand fragrances at the lowest prices. Birthdays, events, yeah. and some of the great moments in history. It's on this day. I just remember, we've got to do all this because we've got the uh, the quiz, which we had to ha- hold over. Yep. The Drummond Golf and the Bailey Brewing Quiz, $1,200 worth, if you don't mind. Drummond Golf, Australia's biggest, locally owned and operated, and love the game as much as you. Oh, the best. Thirteen twelve fifty five. if you want to play. Thirteen twelve fifty five. register now. All fine lo- phone lines are open. Thirteen twelve fifty five. Yeah. Easy, 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 easy questions. Are they? Oh, yeah. Well, I might nailed them yesterday. Yeah, you did. You're yeah. very, very good. Today is the third day of November, and we do this for Baron a day because the little things are everything. Charles Bronson was born on this day in 1921. You believe in Jesus? Yes, I do. Well, you're going to meet him. Oh, <laughs> very, very nasty. I want to be. What the? <laughs> enough, enough. We don't promote that stuff. <laughs> you believe in Jesus? Yes, we're well, going to need him. Bang! 93 films, and that was a death wish. That was a death wish film. Oh. Hey, Jeez. He's still going strong. You know where Roy Emerson was born? Uh, Black um, Button. Sorry, what? Black Button, Queensland. Can't say that. <laughs> 87. Match point to Emerson. Stolly serving. Stolly nets. Emerson is the champion. From the hands of Princess Marina, the president... The cup is Emerson's at last. Yeah, fantastic stuff. He, he, look, he, he was a superstar of the game. He won six Australian championships between 61 and 67, two Wimbledon titles as well, Grand Slam singles and doubles all around the world. He now resides in California. Uh, I can't believe that Marie Laurie was born on this day 75 years ago. Marie Laurie uh, is uh, Lulu. She doesn't even exist on our list of achievements. And Lulu was a beautiful singer. I love Lulu.
There you go. Yeah, she does exist. Nice work. Uh, happy birthday to Lulu. Adam Ant is 69. <laughs> Is that the best you can come up with? What about Ant Music? He's only known for one song. I've never heard of that one. (laughs) That's Stand and Deliver. I had heard of that. But if you said to me, Adam Ant, it's Ant Music, Ant Music. That's the song. That's the song you want. Our listeners just have to listen to that, but I get I get to watch it as well. His head almost fell off his shoulders just then. Well, we've been... I would have opened with that, to be honest with you. Stand by, stand by. Here he goes. It's like we've been playing. Can you play that rubbish you've been playing with Dr. Doodle this morning, which doesn't make any sense? Whatever happened to him? Yeah, it makes him a sound like he's about to kill all the animals. Talk to the animals. Grunts and squeaks and squawks with the animals. They can walk with the animals. That's Dr. Doodle. That's the doctor that we need. Thank you very much. Yeah, who's the killer doctor in the first one? Was he. There you go. Fairbrass is 60. Freddie Fairbrass is 60. You know him as the lead singer with Right Said Fred. No. Don't dance. Leave your shirt on. Thirteen, twelve, fifty-five. If you want to play the quiz, you want to call now. There's twelve hundred dollars worth of prizes. Greg's vacuuming and smiling and dancing with his shirt off. Here we go. Beautiful. Nice work. Sam Pang. Thank you, Sam Pang, Australia's most popular actress. Giddy obviously couldn't be here tonight. <laughs> so for the lovers of awards shows, this is a little bit like when Marlon Brando won and he sent up a Native American. But um, I had a small part in uh, season one, Fisk, and this will be the first time uh, the speech is longer than the role. <laughs> Sam Pang. He's he's, the best, he's the best. Happy, happy birthday, Pang. He's 50 today. Big day. Elise Perry's 33 today. And we leave you with James Taylor and Carly Simon. They were married on this day. They divorced in 1983. Mm. 1972, it lasted 11 years. In 74, they had a hit song with the revival of The Mockingbird. But I think Carly Simon's song, You're So Vain, yep. You Probably Think This Song Is About You, is about him. Oh. Apparently. That's what they tell me. Yeah. That is on this day. Thanks to Baron and Day. Don't miss out on the little moments because the little things are everything. 13.12.55. Call now because the quiz is open thanks to Drum and Golf. We're talking $1,200 of prizes thanks to Drum and Golf, The Vines, Bailey Brewing, Perth Golf Network. Call now. 13.12.55. Questions are easy. Good morning. The girls dreamed that they'd be your partner. They'd be your partner. Oh
Drummond Golf Voucher, $200. What else do they get, Scotty? Uh, they get uh, round for four at the Vines, including carts, and then they go straight to uh, Bailey Brewing for lunch. It's valued at 300 bucks. What? And 12 months membership at Perth Golf Network, valued at uh, 300 bucks as well. It's four, and $200 voucher to Drummond as well. Yeah, And you go into Drummond, they got everything. Well, I'm not going this they... morning. I need a, can you speak to you? Oh, no, especially I should pay top dollars. I'm going to do it. No, well, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll look after you. I'll give you a... One one and a half percent is discount. But go, go in there, do my match, and you can get the clubs that best suit you. I haven't got time to do that today because I've got the clubs, but I do need to get a shirt. Uh, I've just needed to get a tight shirt, uh, a, sh- a shirt that fits. Go see Wayne over at Aussie Park. I will. You'll, I will. What they, have, they have big sizes. Nine. Okay. Drum and Golf Australia's. They have what sizes? Big sizes. Like for the tall man. Australia's biggest locally owned and operated and love the game as much as you. Hello to Drummond Golf. Are they opening down in Burragoon? Yeah, Burragoon's uh, tough. going to have the uh, the big swing golf down there too, which you go down there, have a couple of beers, have a swing play on any course in the world. This quiz will go for four minutes maximum. 13, 12, 55. Call now. It is a massive prize pack. A massive prize pack. Rightio. Well, John says, morning, boys, talking about the quiz. Wayne from Drum and Golf contacted him yesterday, um, and I am heading into Drum and Golf today to pick up my golf package prize. Thanks, John. Oh, it's John from Wembley Downs, is it? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. I thought it was this John from Woodvale who we don't want to win the prize. Hey, well, John, hey, good morning. In a second, before we say good morning to him, uh, he's already been, I've been training all day and night for this quiz. John, good morning. Morning, guys. Uh, we don't really want you to win it, so stand by. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I do, John. I, I do. I mean, because you know, the last couple have been well, bordering on embarrassing for you, and you're a lot smarter than you've shown. <laughs> Ryan of Australia, Mick of Mandra are online waiting. So it's the last person standing. We've got to be quick. It is a $1,200 prize. We've literally got four minutes to get through it. How many years was Trevor Nisbet CEO of the West Coast Eagles? Oh, 30? Oh, no. Oh, no, John. See ya. Oh, no, John. Oh, God. Bye, bye, loser. On your way. Don't be long. Oh, no, John. I oh, know. He's a good man. Love him. I love him a lot. Ryan of Australind is down there listening on Spirit. Hey, g'day, Rhino. Good morning, boys. How are you going? We're going really well. How many years, Trevor Nisbet, CEO of the West Coast Eagles? Uh, CEO, 34. See you later. Only been around 37. 34. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mick of Mandra. G'day, Mick. Morning, boys. Okay, you're on the road. You're I love... You're asking the doctor's support of this question. Yeah, I know. Oh, well, tough, mate. You either answer it or you don't. I'll give you a clue. He, he, took, over the, he took over the year I arrived as CEO. That's it. The year you arrived, you've been arrived for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why are people going above 30? Uh, thank you, Mick. Ryan of Bankshire Grove. G'day, Ryan. Morning, boys. How are you going? We're better than the last three blokes who have completely <laughs> embarrassed themselves. How long has he been CEO of the Eagles? Not footy manager or anything like that. He took over 
the year I arrived at West Coast, which I'm not supposed to be memorable. It's a pretty ordinary clue, really. But uh, how many how many years has he been CEO of the Eagles? Uh, I think it was 24. <gasps> wow. This is drumming golf. Are we on nearest the pin? <laughs> 13, 12, 55. 13, 12, 55. We're going to take a break. Come back. Anyone who hasn't called, 13, 12, 55, <laughs> call now. I'm going to carry it over. I am not going to give a prize away to someone who gets one right because we've got a line of questions here. Hey, John from Webley Downs, hang up. <laughs> you won it last time. 13, 12, 55. <laughs> Go away, John of Wembley Downs. And tell, You're just greedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the West. Well, we'll say oh, hello. John. He's still there. I can hear his deep breathing. Uh, good morning, John. I just want to help you get the point. I'm just going to help you, and then I'm going to hang up. Okay, go. 25. See you, yeah. boys. See you, mate. Johnny. See you, boys. Have a good time. <laughs> there he is. Oh, we're, off the, we're off the mark anyway. So. All right. Let's go to uh, our next caller. Let's go to David of Hearn Hill. David, good morning. Yeah, good day, guys. Thanks, Scotty. Yeah, good, mate. Hey, Ange Postacoglu's Tottenham has lost how many games this season? Is it zero, mm-hmm. one, or zero? <laughs> zero. <laughs> Good boy, David Hearn Hill. Danny Ladley kicked a goal in the Eagles' first game ever by the West Coast Eagles in 1987. True or false? True. Nice. Good get. Who is Matilda Soccer uh, Matilda Soccer superstar Mary Fowler going out with currently? Uh, I heard that the other day, um, and he's going to move with a. Somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, David. Let's go to Kerry, who's in Pinjarra. Kerry, good morning. Hi. Who is Mary Fowler going? going? Good, Kerry. Who is Mary Fowler going out with? Nathan Cleary. Nice, nice Kerry. Who is Who is Travis Kelsey going out with? <laughs> no, that was all. Oh, that's um. Oh, Taylor Swift. Oh, Gary's all across her, uh, her, her social social stuff, isn't she? Who is, he, who is the Joe Brighty, is it true or false, is the Executive General Manager of Football at Fremantle, Joe Brighty, true or false? False. <gasps> Dave of Bunbury, last caller. Dave of Bunbury. Hang Thanks, on, Gary. Hang on, hang on. We'll, we'll give her an out if she can tell us who he's going out with. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, good morning. Good oh. fellas. True or false? Joe Bride is the Executive General Manager of Football. That'd be true. Correct. Don Pike wore two jumpers at West Coast. What numbers were they? Oh. Oh, gosh, was there a 22 there somewhere? I can't remember. Tiny in that. It's carryover. No one got the last question. No one was the last person standing. Let's get a breakaway. We've got to come back because after 7 o'clock, Peter Bell's going to join us, Don Pike's going to join us, and the do- Dr. Doolittle from the Perth Wildcats. It's a carryover. The Drum and Golf Quiz is a carryover next Tuesday. Oh, I love a good carryover. Drum and Golf sucked into everyone who didn't win. We'll take a break. You're average. 
massively busy hour on the way. Still to come, Don Pike, Christian Doolittle from the Perth Wildcats. Don't get five o'clock tomorrow night, SENWA and the network. Peter Bell is the Fremont Lockers Executive General Manager of Football Talent Strategy and Special Projects, and he joins us online take two after a bit of a disaster yesterday. Belly, appreciate well, your time. Good morning. G'day, Goss. Scotty, yes, it's going to have to be a big business card. There's <laughs> <laughs> the answer from yesterday. Thanks, Belly. Appreciate that. We thought you hung up because Goss was... Well, his first question was probably a little bit derogatory, but... Uh, oh, still after the honest response. Is it a move sideways? All I've heard was, oh, as soon as you say special projects, I have no yeah, idea. I don't I know what that. the job is that you're doing. I don't know what's going on. Can you just shed some light on what your reaction is to this new position? Yeah, look, I'm really excited about it, but I can understand that, you know, a lot of people have questions and actually I'm really looking forward to the opportunity to speak to, to our members primarily, but the wider footy community. I, I'm really excited. I think it's going to be a good outcome for the club, or we hope it's going to be a good outcome for the club. Uh, Joe's a really experienced footy ops uh, leader, um, having done it for 10 years before he went up to the chief operating officer position. Um, I've led for five years. Um, there's parts of my remit in football that will remain, that I'm really passionate about and that are really important, and that is football talent, both on-field and off-field across both programs, RSL and RSLW. Within that, there was an opportunity for me to diversify my skill set, and I'm really thankful that the club's giving me that opportunity um, across special projects and across strategy. And, and if, if you wanted me to, I could give you some examples of some of that work uh, through this conversation. Well, you can, yeah, because the special projects, Belly, to me is, uh, well, when I retired from Collingwood, they offered me a job and, the, you know, the old past player <laughs> job, and it was under special projects. Um, I, hope you, I hope you have a lot more to do than I did. Yeah, look, I, well, um, look, I, I understand that as well. Um, an example of a... Uh, one of the special projects, and, and of course, some of this is is quite um, uh, you know confidential. But there there is in the short term um, uh, a possibility for us to do some work around our training facility, uh, our ETAF. So um, that could be a, a pretty big project that that could well entail uh, federal money, state money, local government money, private money to deliver a big outcome for the club, the community, and and also, obviously, from a football perspective. So that's something I'm really excited to doing. Um, uh, I'm going to need some support in that because, obviously, that's something that would be new to me. But that's, that's the philosophy behind this move. One, to deliver um, good outcomes for the club, clearly. But also, and again, I'm thankful for the club, to, to enable me to broaden my horizons a little bit. It's been a big five years. I think the footy department will really uh, respond to um, you know, a different voice in some areas. But I'd also contend that it's difficult to logically argue that it's still not an important football role when you're responsible for all the players and, and all the staff. Yeah, that was a bit more than what I had to do. Eddie took care of all the federal <laughs> federal money and, and state money. In a serious question, though, Belly, did you did you have a say in this? Were you part of the, the, the process of developing this new role or was it just something when the club came to you and said, we're looking at making a couple of changes, what do you think? Yeah, it, it's 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 interesting how these conversations sort of develop and grow momentum. So its genesis was about a year ago, I suppose, Scotty, and that was when uh, Simon and I had conversations around, um, you know, my career and where I was going. Um, and, you know, we both expressed a desire that it was important that um, I start to do other things other than just, just football uh, remit. Um, that's difficult to sort of orchestrate and work out and plan. I think 
we're very fortunate to have someone of the calibre of, of Joe in our executives. Um, and, and also, getting back to the point, is we're trying to um, achieve um, improved football outcomes as well. And I'm open to the fact that, you know, there might be through a change of leadership, there might be some better outcomes there for, for, for some aspects of our program. So you've got to be open to that. And I think we're all hopeful that there's going to be good outcomes for the club. And again, I'm, I'm hoping to be able to round out my skill set as well for whatever the future holds. Peter, how much responsibility do you take personally for the exit of a number of players over the last couple of years? Because that's where a lot of people say, oh, you know, he drove a hard bargain, he fell out with player managers, the players didn't like him, he was too brutal on them, you know, he was uh, robust in the way he went about things running the football department. I'd love to get your response to that. Yeah, well, f- first of all, you know, when uh, people are absolutely entitled to their opinions and, and that's and that's fair, I've also learned that, you know, I'm not going to spend a lot of time trying to change people's opinions uh, if they don't want their opinions changed. That's mm. pointless and a waste of time and energy. Um, I'm really comfortable with my relationship with, with players. Clearly, some relationship with players are better than others. That's just human nature. Um, I think the... The leaving uh, players, as I've said before, I can't remember if it was to you guys, we're actually not an outlier in the competition, excuse me, for players leaving. Um, Some of them have been players that have been absolutely encouraging for them to go and pursue opportunities. Some of them are players we'd absolutely have liked to have kept as well, so I'm, I'm not trying to avoid that but really comfortable where, where that sits. We have to continue to do work in that area. In fact, that'll be a part of this enhanced remit that I have. Um, do I bear responsibility? I think we as a team, you know, we have to. For those players that have left that we would have preferred to keep, I think we all have to wear that responsibility. Having said that, you know, it's, it's what you then do from that situation. Adam Chera is a player we would have liked to have kept. Uh, in the end, we turn Adam into Jai Anus. Um, uh, Brad Hill would have been nice to have on the list, but we turn that into Caleb Sarong. So they're the challenges that you have in football, and it's become, become more and more prevalent. And, and you look at Collingwood, who are premiers, and they trade a premiership player a couple of weeks after he's played in a premiership and trade out their vice-captain. So it does happen. Mm. Hey, will you be have anything to do on game day? I, we see you around the group, uh, you know, not not hanging on the shoulder of the coach and, and coaching staff, but you are certainly down in quarter time and half time and three-quarter time and all that. Will that role change at all? Will you step right away from that on game day or will you still have some sort of role? I'll step away, not right away, because it's important that I remain connected to obviously how we're performing and how our players are performing, primarily our players. But uh, another part that I'm really excited about is through um, what what we term the pro scouting. So that is um, beefing up our ability to go and watch uh, other teams and particularly other players. Uh, And that is something that David Walls and his team have done really, really well. We see in an era of enhanced player movement that we need to increase our resourcing in that area. Trades take, um, this might be a surprise to, to some people, they take years to, to work through. Um, so you need to be doing the work really, really early. And part of that is making sure that you've got elite coverage of those players that you might be interested in. Special projects should see you uh, away from the ground and up at a coterie box at some stage during a, a game. <laughs> is, is that how you approach That's how you do special projects, mate. If you need a hand, I can certainly help you. Well, if, if you can change one thing now, or what needs to change at Fremantle right now going into pre-season to have a year much, much better than this season just gone and more like the, the year before? 
I think uh, consistency, and I know that's a bit of a, a catch-all phrase, but that's that's where we were poorer in 23 than we were in 22. We were inconsistent through large stretches of the season. I personally believe that 23 will be a really valuable learning year for us. Um, at various times, um, we, we weren't playing the football that we wanted to, but I think by the end of the year, we, we thought that we'd rediscovered um, our, our footy DNA, who we are, how we want to play, and how we can execute that consistently. Now, our challenge is to make sure that we do that from round one in, in 20 through the entire season. And I'm really confident that Justin, the coaches and the players can deliver that. What will you miss about the cut and thrust of the football department where you've come from? What will you actually miss the most? <laughs> it's a good question. And I think you touched on it before. When, when you're right in the middle of it, the action on game day, it's exhilarating and, and it's a... Um, it's a role that you're just so humbled to be um, a part of. Um, of course, you'll miss that, but I'll still get a massive buzz out of our good performances, out of watching players grow, out of watching staff reach their fulfilment um, and making sure that they're reaching their professional goals. Um, so that's that's what I'll get a buzz out of. And clearly, when you deliver a good outcome for the club, whether it be through trade or through the draft, uh, in an AFL and AFLW sense, you, you get a massive um, buzz out of that as well. So I'm looking forward to hopefully, as part of a team, delivering that. The last one for you, a little left field or a little bit out of your uh, Fremantle, but Danny Ladley, someone you know very well, and I, uh, I know Danny has returned to uh, the, the public eye and, and, and has the last couple of days, we spoke to her yesterday exclusively about uh, her want to go or uh, desire to get back into coaching and, and possibly through the AFLW system. Uh, I know you haven't had a great connection in, in over the last few years, but you have sort of reconnected as former teammates uh, of Danny. What are your thoughts on a possible return to coaching for Danny Laidley? Well, ah, uh, that, that, that phone line's broken up, Belly. Sorry, mate, that phone line's broken up. Unless you can go back to where you were, we'll, um, we'll leave it there. Have you, got, have you got the answer there? No, nah, nah. that's a shame. Anyway, we appreciate it. That's okay. It was, it was a, a, a one more question, but when you live in a house the size of his, you do get lost. Uh, yeah, with, uh, there's lots of you know, low ground sort of levels yeah. as well. There's the man cave, there's the cellar, yeah. there's the boat shed, yeah. there's the, there's the pool room. garage, yeah. the pool room. Thanks, Billy. Appreciate it. There he is. He's like excited. Just, well, he no. sounds excited about his new role. And I don't um, think I don't think there's spin there. I don't no, think, I don't spin think there. so. And importantly, he was a, a part of all of that decision making. The sense like him and Galo were the ones that sort of have driven it. So Fremantle Dockers, executive general manager of football talent strategy and special projects for Beaumont Tiles. We're giving you the chance to win a trip for two to America's biggest footy game with over seventy thousand dollars. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November twelve, and you're in with the chance. T's and C's apply. A break. Don Pike, the new West Coast Eagles CEO, is next for OMF. Australian owned and designed. The OMF Big Big Spring Sale is now on with up to 60% off selected mattresses. OMF Australian owned and designed. The Big Big Spring Sale is now on with up to 60% off selected mattresses. Thanks to Peter Bell for his time. After 7.30, Christian Doolittle from the Perth Wildcats there in action. But our special guest right now is a name synonymous to WA, a dual premiership player, coached Adelaide, of course, into a grand final. has been one of the right-hand men at the Sydney Swans. He now comes back in a new role at West Coast as the CEO, and he was unveiled oh. yesterday. Don Pike, appreciate your time and congratulations. Thanks, guys, and, yeah, good morning. Well, uh, mate, you were meant to be out of the race about a week ago. Everyone said that you were gone <laughs> and uh, not going through with the process. Um, did you ever, once you put your hand up and sort of said, mm, I want to go through the process, did you ever think about not going through with it? 
No, not at all. I was, uh, yeah, I guess it was sort of came about when when Trevor announced he was, you know, he was going to finish up and, and they were looking for a successor. I sort of, from that point on, it sort of piqued my interest and I thought it was a, a great opportunity. Um, yeah, obviously, it hasn't been available for 25 years. Trevor's done a magnificent job at the club, but when it came up, I thought, no, I'm going to have a go at that and never once thought about not seeing it through. And, um, you know, I was fortunate enough that the, uh, uh, the powers have been so fit to... to um, Give me the gig, so I'm excited and ready, you know, looking forward to getting started. Your DNA is West Coast, even though you've had your, your journey, of course, uh, through Adelaide and also in the mm. Sydney Swans and stuff like that. So, um, you know, when you're playing as a footballer and you, you're successful in business and management and all that sort of stuff, did you ever sort of earmark maybe one day coming back to be a CEO of, of a club like West Coast? Did it, was something that was ever on your radar? Uh, it was probably in, probably in the back of my mind, but yeah, you know, once I'd sort of headed back into the coaching journey, and obviously the last ten years I've sort of been, yeah, you know, the cold face there, and, uh, and from a coaching viewpoint, um, and that probably as I said, as soon as you know, Trevor said, well, he was he was they were looking to fill his shoes and and stuff, I, I started to really think more seriously about it and thought, well, it's a nice blend of my past experience around the footy and obviously the business and and my love of the club and um, you know, the opportunity to come back to Perth and and work here is. Um, yeah, you know, we've been sort of away for the last eight or nine in the last ten years, so it's it's uh, been nice to get back home and um, work at a club which I've I've got a yeah enormous enormous passion for. Pikey, uh, congratulations, mate! It's a fantastic appointment in, in my Thanks, eyes. Uh, really interested in how you find the balance between being the CEO uh, of a club that is the envy of off-field of, of most of the competition and also being the ex-coach, the, the ex-premiership player, the, the your, your football IP is second to none. How you find that balance between being the CEO and not too handsy on in the football department? Well, we're starting that journey, aren't we? It's, um, you know, that's probably the, the thing which... I'll be really mindful of is to say, well, I'm I'm there to to help Adam and his team and 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 the footy department and their women's program the same. I, I think, um, as you say, I've sort of got some footy IP from my recent past experience, but my job's not to to coach the team or run the football department. My my job's to run the football club, and um, I think at the moment, clearly, you know, no one would say our our team is where we want them to be, um, and and we've got a lot of work to do, and so. I think early days it, it might have a strong, heavy footy focus and working with Adam and um, how he's going to go about sort of attacking the next season and, and anything I can provide in terms of advice or experience, well, well we should use it. So, um, And then it'll be hands-off and over to Adam and, and the team and, and let them run it. What's your relationship with Simo like? Obviously, you go back a, a long way, your assistants together. Um, at And have you got a relationship with him where you agree on football Mentality, or do you you sit down and you can debate different types of uh, styles in in the right way without obviously, you know, shouting at each other? Yeah, we got on really really well when I was assistant coach for a couple of seasons under him. You know, before I went off to Adelaide, so it's yeah, I don't I don't see that as being an issue. I think it'll be like where where are we at? How do you see it? Well, you know, and I've sort of experienced a little bit of that when I went to to Sydney under under John Longmire. You know, it was you know, it was a, a bit of a leap for, for Sydney to go to bring on someone who's been a senior coach back in there, and you know, I was really respectful of my role there, which was you know, not to be the coach, but be an assistant coach, and it'll be the same here. My role won't be to be coach, it'll be to be the CEO. So, you know, just we'll work with each other and find out where we can help each other and, and where the, you know, the, the lean point is. I guess I can, I can also empathise with, as I could with John, with, with Adam, because I've sat in that chair, I've walked mm. in those shoes, so I, I sort of understand the pressures that, that come with that role and understand the 
the week-to-week focus that uh, you know you need to bring and the energy you need to bring to make sure that you know you get the most out of the, the playing group. So um, we'll, we'll work through it, but I, I don't have any issues. I think it'll be uh, I think we get a really strong working relationship. Big shoes to fill, Trevor Nisbet, one of the best uh, administrators of sport, not just in uh, football, in in Australian sporting uh, to my time, of, of course, and of many others. Um, how does the club get hand? What's the handover going to be like? Uh, when do you actually start? Is there a handover from Nizzy? Will you be sitting down having a look at what it's, what what he does day to day? I mean, what's or does he just say you're your own man, do it your way? Well, I think there'll be, I mean, I've, had, I've had a brief conversation with Trevor about. It. He's been really supportive of, of of me, you know, going through the process and so forth. And you know, yesterday was. Yeah, it was, it was great to, to see him. And as you say, he's done a, he's done an incredible job with the footy club. I mean, to to think of the, what he's sent the club through to the success we've had, and, and we need to make sure that the appropriate point that we we farewell Trevor in a, in a very suitable fashion because he's been a, he's been a significant player in the, the growth and the uh, the success of the footy club. Um, so we'll we'll work through that in in coming weeks. I don't officially start in the role until the fifteenth of January. Um, and so Trevor will be you know, the CEO through till then. Um, I'll start to engage with some individuals and talk to people. But you know, from there, we'll sit down and go, what does it look like and how, how long does, does he want to be around while I'm still there? But I think the, the balance will find, and it's a matter of... I think the other thing is I come in quite fresh, um, especially to a club that, I've, you know, as, as you said, I've got history with, but I haven't, I haven't had a role there apart from my two years with Simo for the last 20 years. So um, I think that's, that's a benefit as well to come in with a fresh set of eyes and say, right, let's, let's have a look at this. How do we, how do we get this you know, working better on field, off field, uh, the, whole sabang, the, whole, the whole area? And um, I'll work with Trevor on that. And we're, we're pretty confident there won't be an issue with the handover side of it. Hey, Pocky, I've got no doubt whatsoever that you're on the end of a couple of, uh, you know, CEO sprays from Nizzy. Oh, he's football manager when you were uh, when you were playing, though. But yeah. he could he could walk down from the office and into the change rooms and deliver some of the best material of all time if the boys weren't, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, shaping up the way they should be. You got that in your pocket. You got no doubt at all that uh, as a senior coach, <laughs> as a senior coach, you could rip a few apart. But uh, you know, that's sort of you're going to walk down from the office down to the rooms and give them the world according to. Pocky. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's the role necessarily to come in and uh, come you know, on. But if it's required, it, it's probably more based on a one-on-one, you know, sort of thing. And that's going to be the, the, the key part is working with our footy group and bits and pieces. But uh, yeah, I, was, I must admit, I was I was in the rooms a few times when when Trevor peeled the paint on a couple of issues. But that's. It's making me smile remembering a couple of them too. Because a couple of times where we we clearly deserved it, but we were just yeah. Anyway. Yeah, young people, I'll come over there. <laughs> Get a little bit away. <laughs> hey, Pikey, this morning on radio on SEN, our sister station in Melbourne, Kane Corn said that when you left your job in your press conference in Adelaide, where you talked about the fishbowl mentality and, you know, you've got to be careful with the mental health, basically the mental health of many people. And, you know, it's it's a tough industry. You've got to remember it is a game. It is football. He said, oh, well, he ain't seen nothing yet till he goes to Perth and he, and what they're going through with the Eagles and where they're at. And he's got to be watching out. What's your view on, on, on that? Has things softened at all? You've been to Sydney, of course, where they're not as in the glare, albeit they're successful. They're not in the glare like they are in Adelaide and, and Perth. And the CEO and Trevor has been smashed from pillar to post by various sections of the WA media, and so has Adam Simpson, and so has the playing group. Are you ready for that barrage, and do you agree with Kane that it's going to be difficult to, to, to get back into it? Well, I think it's a, it's a, it's a byproduct of the industry. You know, I think I'd like I like to think that post the time in Adelaide, I've had a chance to obviously reflect, spend a bit of time in Sydney, um, understand 
the landscape better, um, understand exactly the role of the, the media play now in, in the game. Um, and there's also, I think there's a component, it'll be, it'll be an important part of the role of how we engage with uh, with the media and make sure that, you know, we've got, we're providing a, a sort of a, an open, sort of almost an open access sort of point towards the media and being going, we're working alongside the media and promoting the game and, and our role in that and how that looks and works. So, but I understand that, you know, it's a two-team town that, that people want results of business and um, they're going to want to know that. I guess what I would say is that, you know, where we're sitting on the ladder is we've got to, We've got a lot of work to do, um, and that's that's with Adam and the team, and, and in our women's program as well. And, and we don't shy away from that. So it's gonna, it might take some time, but I'm not putting any timeline on how quickly we can get back to. I think there's some some key fundamentals that we've got to we've got to tick off and make sure that you are making progress and we're showing progress. Um, you know, and if we do that, then you know everything else sort of will, should settle. I say. Um, but that said, you know, that's that's the life of, of, a, of an AFL footy club nowadays. Is there's there's pressure and there's focus, and that's that sort of comes with the territory. And yeah, I'm, I'm ready for that. Some quick fire ones for you. A couple of our listeners have said, can you ask Don in regards to are you going to add to the coaching panel at West Coast now that there is that soft cap relax so about the twenty percent uh, that you can pay outside for your senior coach and there's a bit more money into the into the soft cap of, of football departments. So you, I know you're not in the job yet and you talk about January 15, but that's stuff yeah. that needs to be enacted on soon. Are you going to look to um, make moves in that department? Yeah, we'll, look, we'll have some conversations um, with, with, with Gavin and, and as a head of footy and with Adam and say, well, where, where we're sitting and has it. Look, I'm not across, obviously, where we're sitting from the cap viewpoint and, and our, our spend and, and people are available, but that's something we'll look at if, um, if appropriate, yeah. You've got plenty of money. You should be able to do anything you like, Don. <laughs> hey, not you personally, Don. Sorry, Don, that didn't come out the right way. Sorry, Pikey. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, but Pikey, Danny Lady was there yesterday and that's something that uh, I've been across over the last couple of days and uh, it's sort of picked up my Yesterday, I know that she spoke to the AFLW group, but that wasn't part of trying to get back into football. But it has been up there. Uh, Danny is keen to get back involved. There's a, an opportunity, maybe at AFLW at West Coast, because you would be looking for a senior coach going forward. Early days, are you open to that conversation? Will you will you speak to Danny? What's your thoughts? No, very much so. I think it, it, you know, I don't know what the, the club's process is around. You know, obviously with Michael Price stepping aside, there's a there's a vacancy, and um, I'm sure the club will have started a process around the, you know a new AFLW coach. And if, if Danny Lady is interested, then it's someone we should consider and talk and find out whether that's you know a serious consideration and, and who else is available in the market. But um, yeah, as I said yesterday in the press conference, I mean, I mean Danny's a, a fantastic coach, has been a fantastic coach, and you know, if he wants to get back into coaching, then um, there's someone we should talk to. Pikey, it's going to be a good summer. You don't start till January 15, knowing that you're walking into a really, really good job, uh, a big one. Uh, you're still striking the ball beautifully. I know you're a decent golfer, a single-figure golfer. You're still in single figures, or has the, uh, the coaching side of things really ruined that? No, there's probably more the ages ruined than the, the coaching style. <laughs> I'm certainly not a very good early morning player. A bit hard to turn and get going. No, I'm still, I'm still building around and loving golf, and and the handicap slipped a little bit. But uh, uh, no, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure going forward how much I'll get to play. So I'll probably take the opportunity to play a few more times before. Uh, before January 15 kicks around. Mate, but, uh, you're no, the CEO, mate. You're the CEO. You can play whenever you like. Uh, <laughs> wherever you like. Have, you kept it, have you kept a membership here or it, uh, have we got reciprocal rights somewhere? Where, where are we all playing together? Uh, we'll play Cottesloe. Oh, excellent. That's the home club. We'll get a, can you get a cart, please? It's really hilly. <laughs> it's just a cart for me. <laughs> 
Have they got 13 holes? Have they got 13, <laughs> goal, have they got 13 holes at Cottesloe? That's as far as I can go nowadays. <laughs> Well, actually, they're actually doing some uh, some greens renovation over there. So there's there's five holes out of play. So it's a fourteen hole. They're so always doing renovations at Cottesloe, Don. They're always doing something. He hasn't missed much, Bikey. I tell you, he hasn't missed much while he's away. This is the last. Uh, this is the last bit of it, I believe. They're, this is the last summer where there'll be our holes out of action, and the whole course will be finished. So, that's, right. uh, good news for Cottesloe members, anyway. Appreciate your time. One <laughs> one 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 listener has just mentioned. Uh, you sat alongside John Longmire. You've also sat alongside Dean Cox. Is Dean Cox a coach in waiting, a senior coach in his own right going forward? I think he's got the potential to be one. Yeah, I think he's, um, you know, he's and he's he's going about it in a really really sound way. Dean, he's not sort of a man in a hurry. He's sort of he's working his way through. He's doing some some extracurricular sort of work and and doing some other uh, education and learning and bits and pieces. And he's getting great exposure at, at Sydney there with, with John. And um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me in the future if he put his hands up for, uh, for any jobs that they become available. Appreciate your time. Congratulations on the role. We look forward to chatting. Yeah, uh, I hope it's all good things for you, Don, and, and look forward to seeing you in the chair from Jan 15. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. Here's Don Pike, new CEO of West Coast Eagles. OMF Australian owned and designed the OMF Big Big Spring Sale is now on with up to 60% off selected mattresses. It's time for an odds update. Thanks to Ladbrokes. Ladbroker. Ladbroker. Download the Ladbrokes app today. Ah, it's going to be a huge day tomorrow. Derby Day, Golden Eagle Day, the Wildcats and 36ers tomorrow night. Let's get the Derby Day uh, work out the way. Tommy Hackett, good morning. Good morning, boys. What do you got for us, Derby Day? Let's get to Flemington. Yeah, it's one of the great days on the racing calendar, and it's a really intriguing three Group 1 races we've got at Flemington tomorrow. Victoria Derby, we've got a clear favourite, Riss Rocket, who is going to be very tough to beat. He's $2.35 at the moment. He's a Ladbrokes market as well. Apulia on the second line of betting at $3.80. Vidad, $8. I think Riss Rocket is clearly the horse to beat was outstanding in the super imposed stakes a couple of starts ago. Race wasn't run to suit last start in the Caulfield Classic, so I think he's the horse to beat. Looking one for one to include your exotics, a bit of each way value. I think Gates can run well. He's thirteen dollars to win, three forty to place. He'll stay all day. This has always been his target. I like him as well. All righty, get up to the Golden Eagle. It's all about Amelia's George. It's just a matter of the margin. What price are we getting on Ladbrokes right now? She's now the equal favourite. Oh, she was equal favourite. She's just dropped Jane back out to $4.40. So Hawaii 5.0 is the favourite, $4.20. Amelia's Jewel, second favourite, $4.40. The Kiwi Philly Legato, $8 into $7.50. Kova Leak is $9.50. Ossipenko, the market mover, $16 into $9.50. But it is all about Amelia's Jewel. Punches are either with her or against her. And so far, Ladbroke's punters, for the most part, have been slightly against her. Hawaii 5.0 is the best fact in the Ladbrokes market. But once uh, the Gostradamus army gets involved, I think we'll see <laughs> that change quite quickly. Amelia's jewel will shorten up quite dramatically. I'm sure you've got the text, Tommy, but went back-to-back quaddies uh, yesterday, Gostradamus, with his <laughs> another quaddy at Northam. I'm sure you got inundated with messages from himself. <laughs> not, not from himself, but they, they were up and about in the group, so bang, bang. Uh, but now it's time. Like We've done the Wednesday-Thursday work. It's time to really peak for the weekend. Yeah, I agree. Saturday Saturday quaddy as well. Yeah, I like no... it. Tommy just keeping you honest there. Yeah, okay, mate, you've done it right in the minors. Yeah. Uh, now time to step up. There's no up. point kicking the Jew off in there. You've now got to get into the mainstream. I will do. Hey, tomorrow <laughs> night, 5 right. o'clock, Caddy's take on the 36ers. Uh, Wildcats win. Again, just a matter of the margin. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, punches that have uh, been following the Wildcats all season from a betting standpoint uh, would be in, in the hole at the moment, but they are clear favourites to bounce back here. They're forty two, and they've been well-backed as well. The big money is coming for the Wildcats. They've been a dollar field at 55 into a dollar forty two. Adelaide 36 is out to $2.70. I do agree with you this with this one, Joe Gloss. I think it's, the pressure is on the Wildcats to respond to you, and I think they'll do exactly that. I think they'll win. I think they'll cover the line as well, currently five and a half points. I think they're a much better side than their record suggests the Wildcats. I think the, the comeback starts here. Where does Ladbroke send you tomorrow? Are you in Melbourne town? Are you in Sydney town? No, I'm, I'm stay, I'll am be in Brisbane just covering Ooh, everything from the office. Okay. So we, we don't sponsor the uh, the Victoria Derby or the Golden Eagle. So uh, I'll no. just be uh, enjoying the action from the office. And then it's all about uh, planning for the Melbourne Cup. It's a uh, Melbourne Cup barrier draw is uh, Saturday night as well after the races. So very big day for Lowbrokes and uh, a big day for punters right around the country. Yeah, there's only one agency to be involved in around this time, and that is Lowbrokes. Tommy Hackett, appreciate your time. Have a great weekend. Saturday's going to be massive. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, boys. That odds update thanks to Ladbrokes. Ladbroken on all your favourite racing. Download the Ladbrokes app today. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Yeah, don't forget, take the fun across all your favourite sport and racing with Ladbrokes. Download the app today and the chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. The Doctor, Christian Doolittle, Wildcats next. Christian Doolittle is the Perth Wildcats forward, and uh, we he's just about to hang up. Yeah, he's about to hang up after he heard that. Watch the Hungry Jacks NBL live on ESPN. Christian Doolittle, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Um, yes, uh, have you have you picked up the nickname Doctor over the journey of your basketball journey? Good morning. Good morning, and uh, I uh, I dealt with the Doctor Doolittle comments when I was, whenever I was a kid when the movies first came out. <laughs> Yeah, did you expect? Did you expect it from two grown adults in a radio interview? <laughs> yeah. Hey, mate. Appreciate your time. You've had a bit of time to settle into Perth. You had a bit of a setback and the like. How are you enjoying your time at the Perth Wildcats, and in particular, living in a faraway place called Western Australia? I've settled in very nicely. Uh, the, the city is the city is amazing. Um, uh, you know, I love being here. There's a lot of things to do you know, outside of basketball. Uh, my wife and I we. We've been able to get out around the city, go to a couple of parks, go on some walks, and uh, just and, you know, just taking the scenery uh, that uh, Western Australia has to offer. So I've loved it being here. Um, out of all the places that I've been, I would say that this is by far the best. Uh, that's brilliant. That's great to hear. I'm glad you and your wife have, have settled in nicely. That's all very nice, but you're not here as a tourist, mate. You're here to play for the Perth Wildcats, <laughs> and we need you to. We need the team to lift. The, the radio station that was doing this interview. We are the owners of the Perth Wildcats, so we have some. We have skin in the game right here. Can you turn it around starting tomorrow night? Has it been a good week? Uh, it's been a great week. Um, you know we. We've had um, you know some great practices leading up to this game. You know Adelaide is a team that we played twice already, so um, we're very familiar with them. Um, and, but we're all eager to you know from the, from the top all the way down. Uh, we're um, 
that we're eager to turn this around. Uh, we feel like we've underachieved, especially because of the expectations that we have for ourselves. And so, um, you know, the urgency is definitely there. Oh, that, that's that's important. You, you know, Christian, I think you'd be understanding now that the Wildcats supporters, not all of them, uh, but a lot of them are very impatient. We're used to uh, success and uh, they're getting a little bit antsy. What's the mood around the players like? Do you, do you think that you, you are really close to, to clicking together as a group? Well, definitely. Uh, we, you know, as plan for any franchise that's using success, uh, you know, when, when it's the opposite, you know, there's going to be some, some rumblings and stuff like that. But, um, you know, you just have to block that out. Um, uh, the games that we've lost, we've lost in a matter of a couple of possessions. Um, you know, we've, we've had leads and lost, and we've uh, been next one possession games all the way down into the uh, last couple of minutes of the fourth quarter. So it was just those, it was just those um, couple moments where we have uh, lost ourselves and let the game get away from us that we have to change. Um, and I feel like that comes down to the you know the uh, understanding of you know the team that we are. Um, I feel like we you know we've talked as a team to where we we have to remain solid in those moments or whenever we score and, and they don't score. We have to be able to withstand runs at, at key moments, and so while we don't, you know, take a bad shot to where the game get away from us, because um, every possession matters, especially in the fourth quarter. I mean, every possession matters throughout the course of the game, but um, you know, whenever there's three minutes left, four minutes, two minutes, um, you know, we have to get the best shot available, and also be able to play defense at a high level. Christian Doolittle, Perth Wildcats forward, is our guest. It is ahead of the game tomorrow night, 5 o'clock RAC. Ren, if you can't uh, be there, it'll be about 11,000 there. But if you can't be there, make sure you listen to SEN for the commentary. Hey, Christian, uh, DJ Vasilovic plays for Adelaide now. He's been a late signing. He's already starting to light it up. He's been a bit of a, a, a dagger-in-the-heart moment type player for the Perth Wildcats when he was with the Sydney Kings. Have you scouted him as a group this week and, and the expectation of making sure that he doesn't get free because he can hit the long ball. He's a very, very high-powered shooter. You talking about DJ? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, we scouted everybody on the team. Um, you know, uh, specifically talking about DJ, he is a very great, he's a very good player. Um, you know, he has uh, free range to shoot from anywhere. You know, he's a very good shooter, so um, we have to do our best to be able to take away his, his three-point shot first and then uh, make him a facilitator as best as we can. Uh, but the player, like I said, you have to understand that he is going to score, but you have to make it tough on him as he possibly can for the entirety of the game to where, um, you know, he has to take volume amount of shots to, to be able to get his points. And so, um, you know, defense has been a focus for us this, this week as well. Um, so we have to be able to go out there and execute our game plan. Christian, everyone's looking at Bryce to turn this around on his own, but this is, and it feels like he's taking a lot of that pressure and a lot of that responsibility on his own shoulders too. Not not just up to him, is it? It's a, it's going to be you know the five players out on the court, the blokes who come off the bench to uh, to to turn this around and get that Wildcats basketball going. Yeah, well, um, that, Bryce has definitely felt like that. Um, you know, the start that we got is it, his. Is on his shoulders, like the you know the best player on the team. It's it's understandable to feel that way, um, uh, but we continue to remind them, coaching staff and teammates as well. But you know we're all in this together. Um, might sound like a cliche at times, but you know it's it's also up to us to where you know if he's not playing at his best, we have, we have to step up and be able to produce uh, to you know to take some of the slack over his shoulders. Um, you know he's being 
he's probably the most heavily guarded player in the entire league, and so he's not going to get many open looks. And so, um, you know, shooting shooting slumps happen. I mean, it's basketball. Not everybody makes every single shot. There's going to be games where you have it going, and some games where you don't. Um, but we have the type of team to where we can we can step up at any given time. We just haven't been able to do that consistently yet. Um, so, you know, going forward, we just try to help him stay as positive as possible, not only himself, but the, the entirety of the team. Um, you know, we have a next man up mentality, and so we have to just keep keep up with that uh, as we go forward because, you know, there's, there's going to be games where we don't know who has it. You know, Keanu's been playing very well um, these past couple of games and uh, very aggressive, and so that's, that's the type of stuff that we need. Um, but it's not just going to be from KP. It's going to be from you know anybody on the team. You know, us has uh, started the game off with a 35-point game, and so we have to be able to get him back in rhythm as well. Um, you know, we have great scores and quarter refs as well. Very good shooter, and um, you know we have to. We have a lot of weapons on our team that we can utilize. We just have to be able to get them in rhythm. Just win the game. That's all. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. I don't care how you do it. Just, just win the game. Just for everyone's sake, please, just so we can get back to normality. Appreciate your time, <laughs> Christian. Uh, all the very best. We'll see you courtside tomorrow night, five o'clock. You take on Adelaide, and then of course on Monday you head across to Melbourne. Thanks for joining us, mate, and a belated welcome to Perth. Thank you. Christian Doolittle heading to RAC Arena. Make sure you hit up the Shoe Bar. The Shoe Bar, meet your crew at the Shoe. The perfect pre- and post-game yeah. pub to huddle. This is Scott Ingoss back to wrap it up after what has been a massive show and a massive week. And don't forget, Tuesday, the quiz is alive. Yeah. Are we just running with the two questions? The two that are left? The question is left that they've got to answer on Tuesday. Don Pike wore two numbers when playing for the West Coast Eagles. That'll get you through. And the second question is... I'm not, you can't tell them, mate. There's 1400 bucks worth of stuff up for grabs. SEM Breakfast, if you didn't listen, this is what you've missed. So many bloody cafes there. I don't know which one I have to go in. Don't know where they're... Oh. Oh, because it's... It, oh, hey. what a problem. Hey, Scott, what a, Scott. There's too many cafes. <laughs> And there's too much access to schools and there's too much access to public amenities. Scott. I don't want any of that. I'm playing golf today and I have not played since I walked off. So I'm going today. I've no expectation except the fact is, you know, like being, being well known, people expect you to be good at all these things. Right? So, <laughs> so famous. John, good morning. How many years was Trevor Nisbet CEO of the West Coast Eagles? Oh. Thirty? Oh no! Oh, no shot. See ya! Oh no shot! Oh, 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 oh loser! On your way! Don't be long! Oh no! I uh, know. Oh, no. Great show! Oh, I was really good today. Well done, Scotty. Have a great weekend, everyone. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday. Mother Wildcats win. Back a winner. Stay safe, everyone. Have a beauty.